we didn't have a microwave growing up. What? Yeah. We didn't have a microwave because my parents refused to buy a microwave because they're like, why are we buying a microwave when we can go use that money on a vacation? I mean, I do like a vacation, but what if it's leftovers? What if you have leftovers? You heat it up in a pan. I guess. Yeah. It's a lot, of, a lot more work. If you just put your Tupperware in the microwave. I don't have a microwave. Oh, you just put everything in your crock pot? I mean, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> the no, you tag, eat everything. You eat everything. You don't have The tag is still on my Lake Crusette. So like Lake Crusette. Yeah, my Lake Crusette. <laughs> but no, going back to that, like I don't like I think there should be gays with disclaimer. Yeah, like I think most gays nowadays are like, I'm like it's like they're sighing. Like I'm gay. Like, yeah. Like but like I'm not well, all yeah, that. Yeah, because we have to like now it's not just gay. I mean, it's we so much. we're so much more. Like we're we're LGBTQIA plus 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 pi chart plus, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But you know, you're like, I get exhausted every once. In a- I do yeah. get exhausted from being a homosexual every once in a while. Yeah, like in comedy, it's funny when someone, like someone it's a joke when someone opens with, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm like a, a queer person, but not woke. You know, because it's expected that every queer person just is just like the wokest person. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so not. We're <laughs> so not. <laughs> yeah, I have I have beef with the LGBTQ <laughs> community, and by that I mean gay men, <laughs> because gay men are, you know, they're wonderful people, but they're also hypocrites at yeah. most times. I don't even think I'm part of the community. Like I'm part of the, the gay comedy community, but like outside of comedy, I'm just like I'm just not. I don't have like a gay crew. I feel like gay crews. Are very much like gay cruise. <laughs> gay cruise. Gay cruise. <laughs> uh, like not cruises, not but Tom like cruise. cruise. Yeah, <laughs> not like not like carnival cruises, and not like Tom Cruise, but like cruise, <laughs> like C R E W S. Like a lot of gay crews. Oh God, they love going and doing like you know drinks at yeah. boxers or drinks at the bar and drinks they'll and doing this edc or something. right and they'll go to like circuit parties yeah. or they'll go to you know a bar and watch rupaul's drag race and i'm just kind of like i guess that can be fun yeah. but for me i'm like i would rather like there's got to be gays out there that love antique shopping yeah uh, lesbians yeah yeah not not gay. The demographic no. that I normally would hang out with, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Also, I should just probably move to Boca Raton. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where most of the antiquing gays go. I've started I have this new joke where I say I've slept with a lot of older men across the US, or as I like to call it, Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> oh, yeah. American Pickers. <laughs> You know, and if they're a bottom, we just call it flea market flip. You know? <laughs> like, I can work with this. Yeah. I can work with this. This would be great later. Yeah. This is great. Uh, you know what? It really is finding a crew that you just enjoy hanging out with on a regular basis. Because I feel like yeah, I found my community through comedy. Yeah. yeah. I, I have found a community of people that I enjoy 
being with through comedy. And you know, it's like I, I have found like three or four close people that I can really count on. Everybody else is great and I love them and their mm-hmm. acquaintances, yeah. but there are three or four people in the comedy community that like I confide in and I'm like, you know, it, we bounce frustrations off of each other and things like that. And that's very important. You need someone who's like-minded mm-hmm. because they understand the struggles you're going through. Yeah. Who's going through the same things. Right? Yeah. 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 Try again the same shows and yeah, friends and comedy. Speaking of <laughs> shows, um, today on O oh Oscar, I have a fabulous rising LGBTQ comedian in New York City. I'm very happy to have him on my podcast. He is the co-producer of a podcast himself called Where Are You From? He's also co-producer of Firestarters LGBTQ comedy show which is very fun, by the way. And he is doing a gay pride show June 1st at Caveat. It's a queer Asian-themed show called Hot Gaysian Summer. Please welcome Alex Kim. Oh, my God. Thanks, Oscar. I can't believe you did all that off the cuff. That was incredible. I can't believe it. I know. I'm very, like, I'm actually shocked that I remember (laughs) I'm so, I, you had to, I know you looked at me and you were like, He's trying to do it all. Like, if anybody were to look at me, I'm like, okay, okay, we got that one, we got that one, we got that one. No, I was sort of like, oh, he's done after this, well, this one. I thought it was one credit, oh, you're done. But I, he kept going, and I was shocked. No, because you ha- you're doing a lot of shit, so of course I'm going to fucking promote it. Oh, I mean, thanks, I don't know if yeah. anybody from St. Kitts is going to come to your hot gay... Just follow me on Instagram, that's all I want. I just want followers. <laughs> That's why I do comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all we, that's the reason why we do comedy is for Instagram followers. I mean, if George Carlin could hear us now, he would probably come in and hurl all of yeah. this equipment out the window and he'd be like, get the fuck out. out of get this. out. Don't do this. Don't yeah. do comedy. Don't do it. I'd love for you to kind of give us a little bit of background history on how you started comedy and why. Okay. So, yeah. So I've always like, it's as a, it's kind of been a childhood dream to be com- to be a, com- a comedian, right? Like I've uh, it's been the kind of thing where someone says like I want to be an astronaut, right? It was the kind of thinking of that, but never really um, thinking I actually do it. It's like one of those reach dreams that you just dream about. But then um, because I think like my parents were very into like the celebrity and like Hollywood kind. Of, they were very interested in that. Really? Yeah. Like my mom like knew every ex of the of that every celebrity had and she she would just call them out like oh yeah he's married to that person and i was like if i don't know and that just stuck with me that like that i think it was a form of validation like maybe if i do that my mom would like validate if i was part of that scene so i've always had like comedians been kind of like um part of that you know part of hollywood that oh i, I could i could try to be that and then when it really clicked was when i was watching i was watching a lot of seinfeld and um it was it was a stand up bits in between, and it was a it was like a bit that I thought of. It was like I could if I've thought of something similar, and like if he just does his thoughts, I should write down some thoughts. So like mm-hmm. it was like in high school that I just started writing these out. I never did that until like my senior year in high school, and then it was like first time I ever did comedy. It was like at some talent show event, and I did I did like four minutes, and it was just parents, and they all of course they like. After after like an hour of just kids singing right or or, or some weird skit. It was. I think it was refreshing for them to see someone do something new, right? 
and they saw someone do comedy, and it was just a great. And they they were on their feet, and it was it was bad stuff, right? <laughs> like, it was fine. It wasn't. It was not like offensive, but like it was fine. And then and then it didn't. Then it went to college. I didn't do any comedy in college. And then I then I I made a choice. I made a decision to like I want to move to New York. No matter what job I get, I want to just be working in New York so that I can do open mics. And because uh, I was I, at the same time, I was listening to a lot of podcasts from comedians, like watching interviews, and they all said. I always knew that they started doing open mics in New York City. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I have to do that. Like, I was following, like, Joel Booster. He said to, he was in Chicago. They moved to New York to like, get really good at did open mics there. So I got, that's my journey. I have to go to New York, and um, I have to just do open mics for a while. And um, so, like, I moved to New York, and I, my goal was to, like, not be on my parents' payroll at all. So I had to find a job first. And then I was, like, kind of, like, wanted to – I knew I wanted to do this for a while. That's the story. So this is something that you've wanted to do ever since you were a little kid. Yeah. But the decision to do stand-up comedy, was it based more on trying to impress your parents or because you actually loved the art form of it? I think I wanted to be like in that club of comedians. Like... I wanted to be because they're just so cool. Even in school, like they would when people send clips of Kevin Hart and Chris Rock, like like the coolest people that like they're so funny, they're so wise, and and you, they're just the coolest person. Like I wanted to be that cool person as well. I want to know how does your family feel about you doing stand up comedy? So my parents don't know, um, and my yeah they don't know really. Yeah. And my brothers and my cousins recently found out. Yeah, so. <laughs> Can I ask, do your parents know you're gay? No. No, they don't. So you're hiding two secrets. Yeah. And yeah, I have a I have a bits about that, you know, like that like I don't know which ones I hate more. <laughs> you're a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is there a reason why you haven't told them either? So for comedy, it's I know my mom. My mom is the biggest issue is that she doesn't believe anything in the arts or creative stuff. But yet she watches celebrities. Obsessed with them. That's so interesting. Yeah, um, like my brother, like my brother, uh, he is a he's been a drummer his whole life, right? And his dream is to be like part of a band or something. But every day, my mom was like, "Don't make it a thing. Like this is just a hobby. Like, but get a you have to get a job. You cannot. This is just your side thing. Don't ever think this is like a dream." And it's just so unsupportive, and I just don't want that in my life. You know, my mom's just not a positive energy for me, so. Yeah, don't want don't want her on my case about that. That's why I think the only way I could tell my mom that I do comedy is like if tell my friends is like if I'm on the Tonight Show, I'll just send them the link like or whatever Late Show. I have that that YouTube clip. I'll just send them a link because it'll validate this is like a serious thing I'm doing, and um, my bits will probably be out I'm gay. So then it'll validate both things. That's a very interesting dynamic about who you are as an artist and who you are as a person, you know? And I Mm -hmm. think that's really that. I mean, that's comedy right there. The fact that you have both of those things and neither of them are prevalent in your life, but you talk about them as if they were. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. That's kind of brilliant. Oh yeah. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, it's just all, it's all I talk about. Like I've definitely been able to like, you know, key into that background of being a person of color and a queer person. So I think I connect with my Asian comedians and audiences as well as the queer audiences. Which one do you think you connect with more? Um, hmm. 
that's, that's the I think oh no definitely uh, the queer one because Asians don't really talk about sex that much. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In comedy and like I feel like they're not as comfortable with it as on stage as like a queer audience. Like, oh queer, yeah. Queers love my bottom jokes, my uh, my sex jokes. They, they, it's just it hits so hard. Oh yeah. Gays love yeah. a good like gays will tell their gays will tell their bottom jokes to a cashier at Marshalls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and but for Asian Speaking audiences Speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, Oscar just runs his bits for me. <laughs> Here's a change, sir. You know I have shat on <laughs> You know what? Let me tell you something. Can we talk about <laughs> Can we? Can we talk about it? He's like, sir, here's your receipt. Stop hey, silencing like, queer voices. <laughs> yeah, stop silencing. <laughs> sir, I will finish my story. He's like, sir, there are 40 other people in line. You will not silence they will my listen. queer voice. You will not silence my struggle? Thank you. This is why we have to speak. Oh, this is why we're so bad. <laughs> oh God, I love you, Alex. That's so good. Uh, thank you so much for no, sharing your background and why you got into comedy. We're gonna move on to my first gay experience. So, Alex Kim, would you like to share your first queer experience? Yeah. So for me, it's you know I grew I grew Christian denying I was gay because like there's always this. Because it's crazy because I was watching all the gay porn, right? But like I always th- felt if I didn't act upon it yet, just like deniability. Like, am I gay? Like until I. That's a that's a reoccurring theme within within yeah gay men. And so I, I still like never been with a girl, even though like I thought for until I was like nineteen that was, like, mm-hmm. I was I could be straight, I could marry one, but then, um, but also part of me, I always knew I was so sexual and so horny all the time, mm. and. Um, like I wanted to have a lot of sex. I knew that. I knew that going in. Like when I left my family for college, I knew that I wanted to have a lot of sex. So my first experience was to, with another the man was just to get it out of the way. Like I, not holding like the virginity thing like at all in high regards. Like I got I got to put in my hours as quick as I can. That's why I felt. I, I now that I'm saying it, it sounds like like that that like work asian work ethic like i have to start early start my, my prep my sd prep starts now and so i really felt <laughs> like i was on grinder i love how you were like i gotta start putting in the hours <laughs> like i have a lot to live up to as a homosexual i gotta start putting in the hours uh, yeah, i don't know why i had this mentality i yeah i had this mentality that i had to be good at sex for some reason like i don't know why i felt like i had to be good at it well i think men coupled with the fact that you're a homosexual is is mm. you know it's a it's a bear to burden yeah yeah because the most gay men i watched was just in porn yeah because you know gay men we've slept with a lot of people we've slept with a lot of people and so like if we're gonna sleep with a lot of people we might as well get good at it yeah right if everyone's gonna chastise us for it at least we're good gonna be very good at it right <laughs> like if you're gonna like if you that's why i'm always like People who say the F word, like, they'll call me out and they'll be like, you fag. I'm like, that doesn't hurt me. That does not hurt me at all. I don't care. So what? Of course I am. But if you were to yell out, hey, you know what? You 
were lousy at sucking dick, I'd be like, you know what? All right, this is this has gone too far. You need you <laughs> yes, need to, hate crime. This is a hate crime right now. This is a hate crime. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh my god, maybe I'm not gay. Like yeah. I, I'll like deny everything. I think he's right. He's like, maybe I'm not funny. Maybe I'm not good at sex. <laughs> I didn't mean to diverge from your first gay experience, so continue. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was it's very unremarkable. It was just like I got someone on Grinder, and uh, I just had him over, and then we we didn't. There's no penetration. It was just okay. You both came. That's it. Well, what did you do? We got we did we did oral. Okay. Um, and that's it. And then I never saw him again. And, uh, I mean that's yeah. normal. I don't even see that as like a queer experience. Like a queer experience to me is like when you're in the sauna and like a, and you realize another man is gay and you do whatever. Like I've never had that gay experience. I think it's also I was avoiding it. I was afraid of it most of my life too. Well, you have kind of had a gay experience because you were watching gay porn. Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Like> that? <laughs> I mean, you know, I hate to put the cart before the horse, but you were kind of watching gay porn, so, you know. Yeah. But let me ask you, though. So, before your first gay experience, obviously, as you said, you were watching gay porn. Is that, when did you realize that that is what you identified with and that is what you wanted? Like, there had to be a moment where it clicked somewhere when you first saw it or you were watching it where you were like, oh, yeah, this is what I want. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was, uh, I was doing a project on, on DNA, right? I had, to, I had to look up DNA and do, do a presentation about it. Type in DNA to Google. Maybe I got, maybe, I don't know how far this was. I got too far into the, the searches that DNA is an um, Australian men's magazine, like gay <laughs> men's magazine. It's just swim, swimwear. And it's, it's, the magazine is called DNA, and I and I kept on going back to that site after that project. I kept on looking up these Australian underwear models, and, and that's yeah. That, oh, that's my that's when I realized like this is that's my that's my first yeah. Was this on a phone or on a computer? It's a computer. And your parents didn't see that. I think I, I hope I did. After I clicked it, I deleted the history and then did and then was in private moving forward. I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't grow up with phones, with smartphones. Right. And so we had the communal computer in the house, and do my homework, and then and look up DNA. And then I would like sneak in sometimes at late at night. Everyone's sleeping. I'll sneak up to the computer room, of the office, and then look up DNA on a private browser. And I was like, Why do I keep wanting to look at this? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's... but still back then, I was still like, I'm straight though. Like I'm a Christian boy. Thank you for sharing your first gay experience. Uh, the multitude of them between the gay porn and yeah. the actual experience. You're it's, like, wait, was the gay porn my first gay experience? My gay experience is a spectrum, actually. It's, yeah. uh, it's on a spectrum. Uh, we're going to go on to the next segment, and that is Disappointed. So Disappointed is where my guests get to tell a very funny, embarrassing, outrageous sex hookup story so alex do you have a disappointed story yeah so it's actually with the the first guy i ever um bottomed for so he's he's the one who took my bottom virginity Mm -hmm. and um so it is so later on he invited me to like a group sex thing five with the five total guys so three other guys that he i guess hooked up with before it was at his apartment and um 
like it, it was it was great in the beginning like i, I was i was bottoming other people um but then um i've never tried poppers before oh and, and he i see yes like he asked if you want to try poppers i was like i don't need it i didn't i didn't need it so, I still you're spent. like i'm confident in my abilities yeah. thank you i didn't need it thank think, you i'm thinking now he wanted to like double penetrate that's why so oh. i said no to poppers because i i just didn't know i didn't know what it was i never tried it and and for uh, the for our audience poppers is actually video head cleaner what they use to clean vcrs yeah. back in the 90s is it is it legal yet in new york uh i yeah i think it is legal i don't know but i think people used to go in and say do you have video head cleaner that's a lot i know yeah i know so but now the or they just say rush because I think that's the brand. But mm. continue. Uh, yeah. So so we're in the middle of it, though. He already I said no, but he brings the poppers from my face. And then I was like, fine. So I inhaled. And then I started getting rashes, like, all, all over my body. Like, I was getting these little bumps. And I didn't know what was going on. I, f- I felt itchy, like, because I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm having an allergic reaction to it. And... And it was this immediate dreadfulness when you're so devastated that I was already, I felt myself already compartmentalizing it. I was already like, this was what's happening. I already felt like dis- disconnected from it. I was like, this is happening to my body because I was so embarrassed because everyone could see it. it was, lights weren't like off. It was, everyone could see it. And um, all of my red blotches. And so the guy who, the, the, the ringleader, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> He was like, okay, just take, take a cold shower. Like, maybe that'll help. Uh, so I, it was so embarrassing. I, I stood up. This was mid-bottoming someone. So I stood up and just took, went, turned the cold shower on. I was like, I was just couldn't believe what was happening. And it helped. The the, uh, the cold shower helped. And it cooled down the rashes, right? But I couldn't have sex anymore. Like, that was, that was it. I, but it was, this was the middle of the, of the orgy. And... <laughs> And so you, I even, oh my god, I even tried laying down with the guy. They're like, "You're okay," and but like it wasn't happening. My dick was like shriveled up. It was not happening. It was none, no more sex for me was happening. And uh, but they were still doing it, and I had to just leave. Like I had to like clothe, put my clothes back on, in the right in front of these. That must be the most awkward thing in the world. Yeah. To put your clothes on during an orgy yeah. while everyone else is in the room and you can see them. Yeah, doing And it. they're going full on at it. They're, and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to get my sock. But like, I need my sock. Sorry. Over you there. Know I'm just going to get my underwear. It's, it's, Thank you very much. That's exactly what happened. I was like looking for my clothes and like their mood lighting was on and they were having sex. I was still like, I got to find my clothes. I'm going to head out. But I got to find my clothes. It was so- and then what do you say? Is like that the perfect time for an Irish goodbye? I, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say bye to anybody. I think I you're just, like, I, hey, you know what? Real, so good to see you. You know what? Let's do coffee tomorrow. You got it. Coffee same thing again next week. <laughs> you know what? Let me know when brunches. Okay, love you. See you guys tomorrow. Love you. Like, it, yeah, it was like I think it was most just like non-speaking. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's time. It's time. to go. Yeah, bye. You. Know, that was it. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah, when they closed that door behind me, I was like, Ugh, like now I could breathe because it was so embarrassing. I have to ask, did anybody follow up with you to see if you were okay? No. Are you fucking kidding me? 
No one messaged you afterwards and was like, hey, just want to make sure you're okay? No. If that ain't fucking homosexuals for you. Right? Oh my God. I never thought of actually. No one fucking fucking said anything. No one messaged you and was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Hope you're okay. Because they they didn't even hit me up again for sex. And I was that's what I was upset about at the time. And but yeah, they never even asked if I was okay. Fuck fuck that shit. I know. Oh my god. Fuck that shit. Oh, I can't believe I wanted to have sex with them again. Ugh. I know. Have some standards. I don't. That's the Were problem. Were they hot though? Um, yeah, most of them are hot. Oh, uh, well then, you know. Yeah, they had, they had, they, they could fuck. That's what I remember. But, uh, yeah. Alex, thanks so much for sharing oh, your thanks, disappointed oh. story. I really appreciate it. We're going to move on to the last portion of the podcast, and that is the gay DHD wheel of Q&A. <music> Give it a spin. And uh, we'll answer some questions. Okay. I may also have you spin it and then think of a question randomly. <laughs> You're changing all the questions? So it'll land on a question and I'm like, no, we're not doing that question. And yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll just do <laughs> We'll this. spin it, but you'll ask me a question, another question. <laughs> Remember, Alex, it's for effect. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I know in medium, we're on a podcast. Right? Yeah, it's for, it's for visualization, yeah. you know, like visuals. Uh, all okay, right, go yeah. ahead and spin it. Oh, you know what? This ties in perfectly. Alex, sex, quiet or loud? Uh, loud. I like loud. You like loud? Yeah. Now, give me, I don't want you to give me an example, but give me a range. Like, are we talking, you know? Not shouting. You're not, not shouting. Not shouting. But I like, I like, I guess verbal. I like verbal sex. Okay. Um, and the loudness, and the louder it is, does turn me on. Really? Yeah. Like moans wise. Moans, grunts. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And like, yeah, and uh, other words like, like, uh, what do you say? Like that whole, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like 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 I like I, you own this whole I, I own this whole whoever saying it, yeah. It's <laughs> what? It's either either either. Let me know how. I just want to check it. I want to check in on that Christianity thing. Uh, no, it, yeah. You know what's crazy? Um, you know, mid that my first sexual a, a gay queer experience, I w- I was going to NYU's Korean church youth groups while I was in school because I've never been with a man or woman so I could go to church I could because I grew up in the church you know you can still go to church and be a homosexual but not, yeah but not my churches not my Korean churches are Koreans open to homosexuality no it's still illegal in Korea but like but it's worse like I feel like Korea like South Korea like they're they're like easing towards a little more fine but like it's it's the it's the diasporas in America the, that like have the term called like um, immigrant time warp when they immigrate in the 70s and they just hold those values that when they came with so they're like super religious super conservative more conservative than actual korea so like that's wow. the environment that's so interesting yeah. that is so interesting but i like how you use the word time warp yeah because like they're just con- they're not part of they don't speak the language I mean, they don't speak uh 
the language of in, in America. They don't speak English, right? Right. So, and they're not consumed with the culture there. And they're just consuming culture that they're familiar with. Right. They're growing up. So right. it, they just stayed how they were. When, when the country, their homeland is progressing or trying to. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. That's it. That's not great. That's interesting. <laughs> this is <a> fantastic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, wow, that is fantastic. I love that for the Koreans. <laughs> I love that for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't silence those voices. All right. Picketing the pride. Love that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Spin it again. Alex, if you were to lose your virginity to a celebrity, which celebrity and why? Uh, lose my virginity. So <clears throat> I think I could answer it either like bottom virginity or top virginity, right? Just answer the fucking question, <laughs> Alex. I I would... <laughs> Jesus. This isn't an analytical question. I mean, we, you've already passed yeah. the point of no return. I'm assuming I'm I am both. gay, by the way. I just want to let you know. Yeah. Um, I would, celebrity, I would maybe do Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah. I've wanted to, I've wanted to like be with Meryl Streep for like a long time. Yeah. Also, like to say, like I was with Mel Streep, right? Is, am I alone on this? Am I reading the question right? Lose my virginity to Mel Streep. You can keep this in. <laughs> For an hour and eight minutes, we've talked about you being a homosexual, and then. I ask you who you would, which celebrity you would choose to lose your virginity to, and you come out with Meryl Streep. <laughs> well, because I've like, there's got to be a rationale, and I'm pretty sure our listeners are dying to know why. Because, like, okay, because I think I've like wanted to, not even not a sexual way. I'm not like attracted to Meryl Streep, but like I wanted to like, <laughs> but, like I. Like I want a Meryl. You don't Street. understand this question. No, no, I want a Meryl Streep to like fuck me. Like, oh, like yeah, like she should peg me. She should totally peg. That'd be so hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let me let me try it. Cause uh, no, no, no. We're staying with that answer, Alex. No, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to rationalize because again, like my mother was a humongous fan of Meryl Streep. Like she was, she was playing all her movies when I was a kid, and her favorite movie is Devil Wears Prada, right? And so, like, I always idealized her as a queer icon already. But I've, but she, very early on, I've known who she was, and I just wanted, I just loved her so much in her movies that like I was obsessed with her, and I wanted her to like, want her to like fuck me. Okay. Spin the wheel again. Okay. <laughs> I can take Zach Efron for you. <laughs> oh no, you can't take it back. No takesy backsies. No takesy backsies. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? It's like when gay men say they want Arna Grande to step on them. That's I think that's exactly it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I don't know where I found you. If you could trade places with any famous person in the world, actor, politician, etc., who would it be and why? Um. Oh, uh, it would be it would be someone just the most the most famous person that I could be. Uh, hmm. Like I would say, like oh, like everyone knows Tom Hanks, but I don't. He doesn't. His life just doesn't seem that fun. Um, like uh, Iron and Garnet, just an A-list person, and because I love the idea of like A-list celebrities and like then doing like like shitty like cameo appearances and like doing like someone's student film and like they got her. Like I love the like I'm I'm at an open mic and I'm like I'm can't wait till I'm famous and I'm like come back to this mic like that's that's my dream to be like super uber famous like who's the most famous comedian now like I don't know Amy Schumer Amy Schumer yeah who's done movies and TV shows and a writing writer and just then go to an, a shitty open mic that's my dream like oh my god Amy Schumer's here that's my dream not a bad dream. Yeah, Not I will make dream. it happen. You're going to make it happen. Fuck yeah. You're going to make it happen. Um, all right. That is all the questions that we have. Alex, Kim, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Oh, Oscar, this has been an absolute <laughs> blast. I have to say, so much fun. Where oh, can you. people find you? I am, if I didn't block you, <laughs> I am just on <laughs> just on Instagram, Alex Kim Median, like Alex last name k-i-m and then edian like e-d-i-n so comedian and where can people find your podcast oh where um, are you from yeah uh on instagram as well where you from from pod they're all available on everything everywhere you can find podcasts um, spotify apple and google podcasts okay great who do you co-host that with i co-host that with ann chun okay yeah fun 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 yeah and you you have a show coming up June 1st at Caveat is part of Pride Month. It is LGBTQ Asian comedians called uh, Hot Gaysian Summer. Yes. And so where, and they can check that out at, on your Instagram page? Yeah, on my Instagram page. Um, we're, we're promoting on all socials on Facebook and everywhere. Uh, but yeah, buy tickets on my Instagram page um, and through Caveat. Awesome. Also, make sure that you check out Alex Kim at any of the shows that he's at. You can uh, always see them on his Instagram page. Thank you so much for coming. This oh, has been you. an absolute delight. I am so happy you're here. Oh, so thank you. thanks for sharing your background, your history, and your first queer experience, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. I will see you and hear you next week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. 